Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. Thanks for joining me today. I'm your host, Steve Kramer of the Coach's Edge of Kramer Basketball. And in this episode, we are talking about how players learn, how we teach, and if we're giving them the chance to actually apply what they are learning. And in doing so, give them an even, even more opportunities to learn and grow and to develop as athletes. And sometimes that involves us you know, taking the reins off, so to speak, as far as letting them learn from one another as they continue to perform certain drills, small side of games, gameplay, whatever that whatever that might be. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll probably see that one, I'm not in my office, and two, I might be looking a little bigger, a little stronger than usual. That's not the camera. That is true. All right, and and for me, I'm in the 190ish range, and generally before we hit camp season in June, I try to bulk up because. I'm traveling. I'm in these hot gyms all summer long. If you go to currentbasketball.com at the events page, you can see my schedule. It's like all, you know, four to six days a week we're on basketball camps. Michigan, Ohio, all summer. We're doing some stuff in South Carolina this month of May. And it's really hard to, you know, you want, you want to lose weight, run basketball camps all day long. And I'll give you one example. I think it was 2018 or 19. I started the summer at 191 and I finished the summer at 178 and man, that was, that was not fun. That was not fun. Um, you know, I take that back. I finished the summer at 168. Yeah. 178 wouldn't have been even that bad. So I lost, uh, 22, 23 pounds in the course of, you know, about two, little over two months. And I said, man, you just can't, you can't let yourself do that. And so I, not only really try to concentrate more on, you know, getting strong leading into the, the camp season, which is my end season, but really taking care of more protein, a lot more protein shakes. It's hard to eat a lot of food because you don't feel like eating. You know, if you run camp from like nine to noon, you got a half hour, hour lunch break, and then you got another camp coming in that afternoon and it's hot and it's muggy and you don't really feel like eating. And so the past a uh, couple of years, I've done a lot better job of a lot of nutrition shakes, a lot of food that's cold, you know, cold tastes a lot, a lot better. And uh, so last year, you know, I lost, I didn't even lose 10 pounds throughout the cold, whole course of the summer. I think I only lost like five or six, which was the least amount of weight I've ever lost during the summer. So that was probably a bunch of useless information. But um, for those of you that are interested in a little bit of what I do and how we're running around camps and doing all that crazy stuff, maybe you find it interesting. Maybe you don't. We're into our topic today. How are we teaching, teaching the game? You see, when you're thinking off-season development, players understand, you know, they got to put the time in. As coaches, we're, we're opening the gym up, working them out. Maybe, uh, you know, they're, they're going to a, a coach or a trainer or something like that, working on their skills. And the first layer of that is the what, what they're doing, right? Uh, let's say you want to work on driving. So the coach is just saying, hey, we're going to catch it. We're going to rip it. We're going to drive to the basket. Go score a layup. That's what you're doing. And you make up a drill surrounding that. Maybe it's just elbow cut, catch, rip from the wing, get all the way to the basket, drive middle, drive, uh, drive baseline, finish. That's what right? What you want them to do. Are they learning anything? No, not really. They're getting, just getting reps up. I'm not saying that's all bad. There might be a time and a place for, for some of that, but that's very, very basic. And really, if that's all you're doing as a coach, or that's, 
as a parent or something, you're paying somebody to do that. I mean, you, you're just throwing your money away, right? The next layer of that is the how, right? So uh, for example, coach could come in, say, hey, we need to work on our driving. So we're going to catch it, rip it, and drive to the basket. We'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Richardson Automotive of Standish and Gladwin, serving mid-Michigan in the thumb with their big three automotive needs. They have a wide range of products from Chevy, Buick, Ford, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. And they also have a large selection of pre-owned vehicles with one of the largest selections of trucks in the state. They are sure to fit your needs. Standish and Gladwin are truck country. Richardson Automotive of Standish and Gladwin, they are all about service. And I can tell you firsthand from purchasing a couple different vehicles from Richardson Automotive, they are all about service. Stop in and see them today. They will get you right. And I look at that same player and I'm saying what you're working on, but how you're working on it, it's actually doing you more harm than good. You know, let's use this example. Let's say you're working on driving, you're at the top of the key, kid's working on his drive to the right, right? And so a kid has a basketball, rips the basketball, and common thing for most players to do if they're really ripping and driving to the right is they're turning their body. So if they turn their body and they turn their hips, a lot of times they're actually, if they're on the top of the key and they're ripping, they'll almost face with their chest, with their hips, with their feet, the right corner of the floor. And then as they're getting into their second, third step, they almost turn in a second time to actually line themselves up and go to the basket, right? Well, what that does is a defensive player is it allows that defensive player to simply stay in front, right? Slide, defensive slide, stay in front because you haven't made the defensive player open up, right? They can just lateral slide and they can funnel you to the wing or the corner. You haven't gone to the basket. So that's good, that's good defense, bad driving, right? So. The what is you told your player, we're going to catch it. We're going to go to the basket. And so they do that. But the how is that next layer of coaching, teaching a player the technique that they need to use when they get into that rip. So in, instead of turning your body when you go right and then turning it again to go back to the basket, you really, when that foot steps across your body. So if I'm going right at some point, my left foot is going to take a big cross step. That left foot's going to come all the way across my body to the right. And when that happens, instead of me twisting at the top, right? If I can just work on a little hip mobility, little ankle mobility, but I take that left foot and it comes all the way across to the right and still keep my hips downhill to keep my chest downhill and to have my shoulder so that it, it's as the defensive player has to open up, my shoulder is going to go into the chest of the defensive player. There's a big difference between that defensive player who just had to defensive slide with you to the wing or the corner, the defense player that had to open up because you changed how you cross step and how you get to the basket. This is hard to, you know, talk about audibly. So I, I hope that audibly, that's not even the word, but I hope that makes sense. So that's the how. So if you're working with somebody or you're working with your player and you really want to teach the game, the what is, you don't even need to be there for that, right? The how now, now we're really getting, getting somewhere. But this is the first difference or layer that I notice, you know, especially with like tra basketball trainers. Some are just glorified rebounders, right? They're not really teaching you anything. They're just having you do some stuff. 
The next layer is the, the coach or the trainer that is able to show you how to do something, right? There's, there's some detail to it, right? There, there's some, some points some footwork that you're talking about. And that's important. The next layer is the why we're doing it, the game application, the where this happens out on the court, the when this happens in a game, the personnel, right? Who is this happening against, right? You get in some of the situational pieces to what this would look like to get that ball on a, on a reversal and work on that drive and have the defense open their chest up. You work on that body dribble to create some separation while you initiate contact. And then boom, you're going to separate with speed and to, to a reach finish. Are they still going to be attached? And so maybe get into a stride stop and try to go through them, right? Maybe you get into that stride stop into a little donut and you pivot away and do a little jump hook. Maybe you talk about some of your pass and kick out options off of that stride stop, donut pivot, but you're teaching the reason, the why they are working on this specific drive and move, starting from as basic as where we've caught it and we ripped it, or it's a shot fake, we're getting it out. What's that defensive player doing now that you've got a morsel on your hip instead of in the defensive slide where they're still in front? Talking about the reads, are they attached, right? Are they spaced off, but they've, they've cut you off? Is this more of a bump and go situation where you just hit them and then boom, quick speed finish? So, so they're learning, right? Because you've not only showed them how to do it, but you've explained the why, right? Which is the who, the where, the when of, they've expanded their knowledge of the game. Now, here's the thing that I think some coaches struggle with. You've got a lot of control when you're doing that, right? And I speak from my own experience. I can, at this point in my life, I can really demonstrate at a high level. And I'm only becoming more intelligent about the game. I got a lot to learn. I understand that. Um, but I, I continue to learn, right? Because I'm hungry to learn, whether that's reading books, listening to podcasts, talking with coaches, our Coaches Edge membership, I learned so much from all of our Coaches Edge coach members. Unbelievable. Every time we have a meeting, I leave a, a better, more intelligent coach with Coaches Edge coach. So there's a lot of people that, that I'm learning from, but integrating that with the players that we train, the players that we work with, they're learning from me. I can do a good job explaining it. I can do a good job of getting them to understand, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I know what coach is talking about. This is when I would use them in the game right? As, as we go through that. But where we have to open up to the players is the application piece, right? The application piece of just letting them go ahead and do it. And maybe you do this in more of a whole part whole, right? Where you know, hey, we got to work on driving. And so you don't give them any instruction. You just let them play and say, hey, emphasis, like we're working on driving first. Just, just play three on three, one-on-one, -on -one, whatever that is. And you have play, and then you start to break it down and say, okay, we've talked about the what as a group, right? Let's talk about the what a little more individually. Let's break down the how, the why, the reasons for it. And then you break it down to pieces. Maybe it's from the catch and the rip, the footwork, cross step action that I talked about, hips, chest, facing downhill, right? Instead of clo closing the hip, closing the shoulder, and you become the east-west player. You've talked about that. You've talked about that second phase where the defender's still attached. 
Is this a situation where you can space off and go finish quick? Are they still going to be attached? So it's going to be more of a contact finish. And then that third piece, okay, now we're all the way at the basket, right? What's this finish actually going to look like? Separation or reach, you know, we're finishing out instead of up. It could be something like that. It could be more of a stride stop. We're going off two feet, up and in through contact, right? What are some of our pivot reads, pivot options, shot fake options off of that? Remember, hey, you don't, you don't have to be the hero here. You can always share the sugar, get the basketball out, make somebody else better. So we've explained all those things. We've got to put it back into a, to a game situation and let them play, whether that's, you know, three on three, two on two, even one on one, um, but slowly building this thing up throughout the course of the year. And that becomes part of our workout. And really, you know, throughout the camps that we're going to run this summer and every year we try to make our camps better. Every year we'll, we tweak different things. We keep what we like. We tweak some things and maybe we like as well. Uh, we'll throw out some things and put in some things that are better. And then we're always trying to figure out, is, is there something really big that we've, we've picked up over this past year that we really just need to integrate this? And if that means taking some time out for some other things that are important, but they're not as important as this new thing that we've come across, we got to do that. And I feel like we've done a good job with our basketball camps of teaching the detail of how to do something. Right? Not just what to do, but how to actually do it right, better, more efficiently, better footwork, better body positioning, better hand placement on the basketball, right? better locations when you're attacking the hoop, more detail when it comes to shooting the basketball, not trying to make things complicated, right? but sometimes a, a detailed shot, right? because there's a lot of pieces to a shot, and just get a, get a detailed answer. Right. And so being able to see different pieces of player shots, for example, and be able to give each player a different piece of advice, right? Because we've worked with a ton of players and that's something I continue to, to work on and improve at. But at the same time, if we're not giving our kids the opportunity to apply those skills in a, in a game situation and check them out, that's when they that's when they have the opportunity to learn the most. I mean, you even boil up down to block and randomized training block training we can get the feel for a skill right you can really hone in on that specific skill um, but randomized training allows us to apply the skill in a game situation because the game comes at you fast there's a lot of different you know variables and things that happen in a game that you don't know when you're going to get the ball you don't know exactly where you're going to get the basketball you know that there might be three different options when you do catch the basketball and you're making that decision on the one thing in a split second. And so to get your players, the repetitions to learn from not just the understanding aspect of how you've done a great job of explaining the how, you've done a great job of explaining the why, the who, the where, the when, but you're letting them apply it by just trying it out, sit back, and then at that point, you can stop, you can come back in, you, you can you know, try to correct some things, give them a, maybe a reminder of the point emphasis that we're trying to work on, and then have them go back and, and play again. Maybe something's getting really off kilter. Okay, well, let, let's, peel some, let's peel some of the layers back. Let's go back and, and revisit a little bit of the how we're doing something, right? If we've lost it within this game situation, reteach that. 
and then we'll come back and put it back again into a one-on-one, -on -one, a two-on-two, -two, a three-on-three, -three, a small-sided game, a three-on-two decision-making drill, whatever that, whatever that might be. So uh, that's always the challenge for me when I'm going around doing my camps because one, I have a limited amount of time with the players that we work with and the teams and programs that we work with, everyone is different. Some are playing a ton of games. Like there's one program, it's one of the top and girls programs in the state of Michigan that I'll work with for two days this summer. They play a ton of games, tons and tons of games, maybe more games than any program that I know during the summer months. And so I know with them uh, teaching the, the how and the why that we're making a little tweak to a move, a shot, uh, a finish, so that they can expand their knowledge of the game is extremely, extremely important. And of course, we're going to give them the opportunity to try those out in game situations. But we're not going to play a ton of, you know, three on three or five on five or, or games and scrimmaging because I know they're getting a ton of that already. And we'll go to a, we'll go to another school, right? And I know maybe they only had two scrimmages all of June. And so for me, I'm not going to overload them with a ton of detail on a catch and a rip, uh, a dribble in that secondary space where the defender is. And then the finish of as far as we pick the basketball up now, how do we, how do we go about finishing? I'm not going to overload them with all of these details in that area because bottom line is they barely even play basketball. And so instead, when I come to those groups, I'm thinking about how can we make everything somewhat just closer to playing one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three, advantage, disadvantage, different types of things that uh, will allow these players to feel the game because they haven't been feeling the game very often since basketball season finished in the beginning of March or February or whenever their season finished. And that's the, that's the constant challenge for me is understanding the groups and the teams that we work with. And some kids have played a ton of five on five. I would argue some of the kids play too much five on five. Right. And so I don't need them to come to the camp. We, we do a bunch of scrimmaging, right. I need them to come in and, and we're going to break some things down and learn some things and talk about the importance of, you know, Hey, five on five plan. Yeah. I understand that's fun, but let's get some reps in, right. Let, let's work on our game. Let's concentrate more on specific details than you just running up and down. Um, but then you got the other programs that they just haven't played a lot of basketball. So I want to make sure that they feel what an actual game is like instead of breaking it down into pieces and those players are also going to get better from being in those situations as well. So it definitely depends. So ask yourself as a coach, what are the needs of your program? If you haven't been able to scrimmage a lot of times during this upcoming month of June, as far as setting some dates on the calendar, uh, I would really encourage you to make sure that you're having a lot of open gyms where they can come in and, and, and get up and down and play five on five and do some half court three on three and things of that nature. And if you're playing a ton of games, then ask yourself, you know, when you're not playing games, are you really able to break down and teach the aspects of the game that they can execute better, that they can pay closer attention to detail so that they have more success 
within the gains because if you're not doing that piece of it, I would argue you're you're wasting some of the opportunity that is right there in front of you when they are playing five on five and more or less they're just running up and down, but they're not getting a ton of the benefits that they could when we combine all right, the, the big picture of actually playing five on five, playing other schools, other teams, combined with the importance of being able to teach players so they have a better understanding of what to do in certain situations at a higher level by really breaking down not the what, but going deeper and breaking down the how we do it and the reasoning behind it in those various game situations. But we could put those two things together, really, really good things can happen. We develop high IQ players, still playing a lot. So kids are having fun. That's why they came out was to, was to play the game, right? But I also think we're not wearing them down with this constant up and down, up and down, up and down. And you see kids start to break down when they do that, where you know they're playing a ton of five on five and it's just a lot of miles and wear and tear uh, throughout the course of the spring and summer. But at the same time, how much did they get better? How many, how many shots did they really get up a decent amount of shots to improve? Did they really work on any of the weaknesses in their game from last off season? Or did they just run up and down and maybe they had a game where they took five shots and 10 shots and they really didn't handle the ball against pressure. And then you go to the season and they're struggling all over again. They're not much better than they were before. So think about those different things and how you're teaching the game. They need to develop a better understanding knowing that part of the way that they can develop a better understanding is allowing them to simply apply whatever situation it is that you want to focus on in the game situations and let them learn from those experiences as well. So thank you for listening to the Coach's Edge podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, man, we're fired up for, for an awesome summer. If there's anything I can do for you guys, let me know. We got some pretty good, pretty cool things going on with Coach's Edge. Our coach with our upcoming uh, shooting Oh, yes. I wanted to tell you this one more thing. So in June, we are debuting the shooting, a shooting series, I should say, with my main shooting guy, Jaden Nichols in Northwest Ohio. He's JV boys coach in Bowling Green. He does basketball training with Kramer Basketball. He's been doing it for a long time. And he, he digs into shooting, deep dive. So we have about 10 podcasts that we've pre-recorded this spring that we're going to be putting out throughout the course of the month of June, maybe even in July on shooting the basketball from workouts, from form shooting, from free throws to mindset, to practice drills, um, you name it. We're talking about it in these, you know, about 20 minute episodes and I can't wait to fire these out. So those are coming out very, very soon. Stay, stay ready for those. That's going to be some fire. So thank you for listening to the Coach's Edge podcast. And as always, get after today.